Forever Dog. Welcome to Forever Dog. You can listen to this podcast ad-free on Forever Dog Plus by signing up at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And make sure to follow us on social at Forever Dog Team and check out all of our podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Forever Dog. Welcome to Public Domain Theater with Kelly Nugent, Lindsay K. Ty, and guest... Jenny Jaffe, reading, uh, Wagner, Wagner, <laughs> Unknown, Matinee by Willa Cathy. Welcome to Public Domain Theater, the podcast of highbrow readings and lowbrow commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. I'm a guest. I'm Jenny Jaffe. Jenny Jaffe's here. Yeah. She, um... Good you, job. You introduced yeah, yourself. Thank you for introducing oh, yourself. Oh, it's very Most enterprising. Um, they usually no, just smile at us. lazy and dumb. Oh, it yeah. just seemed like there was a rhythm going and I didn't want to like it. I yeah. am so happy. Yeah. Um, you, let's see, will this have come out before or after the episode of Teen Creep Shoot with us? After, after, correct? Next day. So if you listen to Teen Creeps, you would be like, oh, yay. I'm I recognize that voice. I'm already Aww. a fan. But yeah. if you, um, uh, for some reason, don't listen to Teen Creeps. Wow, you're weird. Wow. That's really that surprising is you would listen so to really this weird. and not that. You're such a William, which you would get <laughs> if you listen to Teen Creeps. That's so true. That's so true. That's so true. Um, Dead idiot. But you may. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one that died. Yeah. That's what I want on my tombstone. <laughs> Dead That's idiot. the one that died? No, just, yeah, both. <laughs> Dead idiot. Dead idiot. That's the one that died. Yeah. You're a dead idiot. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say her uh, credits here at the top, yeah. and then you can be like, wow, what? Okay. What a get. I will. Not you. I was looking directly in your eyes, but I was talking to the listeners. Oh, I was like, wow, Kelly's really giving me instructions for this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you may know her uh, from the Emmy-nominated Big Hero 6. <gasps> wow! The Rugrats reboot. What That's so cool! <laughs> uh, she's the creator and star of Neurotica on IFC. What a snag. You may I know wanted her from, to switch it up. Oh, that's snag. a good snag. <laughs> Fortune Rookie, which just premiered on IFC. Shut your face. I will not. She is the founder of the mental health nonprofit, You Are Okay. And she is better than okay. She is stellar. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You're so welcome. What a get. What Writer. a get. What a get. Jenny what Jaffe. A get. <laughs> what a get. Oh, fantastic. That's going to be the third everyone. thing on my tombstone. <laughs> what a get. A dead idiot. That's the one who died. What a get. And then, uh, and then uh, attributed to God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, guys, we are reading... Um, uh, okay, do we think it's Wagner or Wagner? Probably Wagner. Do yeah. we think that? It, I don't know. Where, it, what's the origin oh, of this? Where did this come call. from? Virginia. Oh, but like, wack. what's the, like, oh, what? I have no idea. Con- but like, know. if it's American, it's probably I feel like if Wagner. it's American, then it's probably Wagner. So, what oh, do we know about Willa Cather? Hold the phone. Yes. Jenny, are you much of a reader? Yeah. Cool. You enjoy reading. We usually ask our like guests reading. if they're if they're big readers. Some people, oh, yeah. if most people don't. Yeah, if, I'm if a you big did reader. The assigned reading. I uh, did seventy percent of the assigned reading. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's another inside joke to our uh, TK episode. Sorry, you, you better subscribe. Idiots. Um, no, I read. I do a lot of audiobooks now that I'm in LA. But when mm-hmm. I was in New York, I'd always 
have a book with me, and now I now I don't. Yeah. Ellie is devoid so, of culture, so <laughs> I no, I listen to audiobooks, and it's good. Cool. Do you have nice. a favorite genre? I like memoir right now. Just been reading a lot of. Uh, I'll read anything anyone I vaguely like has written about their life, um, and I love anything about cults. I love true crime. Mm. So yeah, That's those awesome. are things I like. Nice. Cool. Not do a lot you, of fiction these days for some reason. No that seems does. to be I the case. One person is like, yeah, I read a lot of fiction. We're like, what? Most people read nonfiction and memoirs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. But we're gonna make we're gonna make you read some fiction tonight. I like no, I like I like it. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry. Um okay, so what do we know about Willa Cather? Woman. Woman. Cather. Cather. Invented of the catheter. The, of the New, New England, England Cathers. Um, okay. So, what? okay. Can you guys guess when was she born? Mm. 1915. Okay. I'm going to say 1836. You got three numbers right out of four. One of the numbers transposed. Ah, uh, You 60. got none of, oh, one of the numbers right. Thank you. You're welcome. Born 1873. Oh. Good for her. Good for her. Okay. You know what? Women all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Good for her mm-hmm. being born in 1873 and knowing how yeah. to write. Brave. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Just like knowing how. What a good writer. <laughs> what, just, what a Kate. Yeah. Oh. Rescinded teen creeps. You fucking idiot. <laughs> so when do we think she died? Ooh. 1874. <laughs> <laughs> She's the most talented baby. What if she's still alive? Is that a trick question? Ooh. Whoa. Kelly, oldest, trick us with oldest that question person, in the future. Oldest person in the world. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be crazy. I'm gonna say 1915. Also, also young, 1947. Oh, that's a nice long life. Nice long yeah. life. I thought it'd be fun if I said Jenny's guess for the <laughs> first part for the birth. Yeah, that was a good callback, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh-huh. liked it. Thank you. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay, so Cather was born Willella Silbert Cather. <laughs> Her first name had too many initials or too if many syllables or last name didn't have enough. Not just taking a sip of coffee. I would have been fully with you just then. <laughs> Willella. Willella. That is so fucking funny. She I was am Willella. Willella. No, you heard right. Mm-hmm. Willella Silbert Cather. Uh, in 1873 on her maternal grandmother's farm in the Back Creek Valley near Winchester, Virginia. So at the urging of Charles Cather's parents, so I guess it's her dad. <laughs> Uh, the family moves to, to Nebraska in 1883. So she was not married. Um, we're not there yet. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe she was. Maybe she wasn't. When she was nine years old, the rich flat farmland appealed to Charles's. Oh, to Charles's father, and the family okay. wanted to escape the tuberculosis outbreaks that were happening in Virginia. Mm, mm. So Cather's time in the Western <laughs> state, still on the frontier, was a deeply formative experience for her. She was intensely moved by the dramatic environment and weather, the vastness of the Nebraska prairie, and the various cultures of the European-American, immigrant, and Native American families in the area. Hmm. She goes to University of Nebraska. 
In the early 1890s, she sometimes used the masculine nickname William and wore masculine clothing. Cool. Cool. Interesting. A photograph in the University of, of Nebraska archives depicts Cather dressed like a young man and with her hair shingled at a time when females wore their hair fashionably long. Fuck yeah, Willa. Okay. Okay. Willella. 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 Well, here's the thing. So her sexual identity remains a point of contention among scholars. Oh. So she, um, I knew it. Many argue for Cather as a lesbian and interpret her work through a lens of queer theory. A highly vocal contingent of Cather scholars adamantly oppose such considerations. For example, scholar Janet Sheristanian Sheristanian has written, (laughs) Cather did not identify herself as a lesbian, or label herself a lesbian, nor would she wish us to do so. And we do not know whether her relationships with women were sexual. Mm, Sounds like a homophobe. Yes. Nevertheless, throughout Cather's adult life, her most significant friendships were with women. And I also wonder if maybe... Because she's uh, dressing in 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 uh, like male assigned clothing, well, if maybe trans. she's trans. Um, that was where my brain went oh, first. Yeah, gender. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, so she may have she may have gone with the pronoun they. Maybe or maybe he. We don't know. Or maybe he. Uh, Lost to time. Okay. So her most significant friendships are with women. These include her college friend, Louise Pound, the Pittsburgh socialite, Isabel McClung, with whom Cather traveled to Europe and at whose Toronto home she stayed for prolonged visits, the opera singer, Olive Fremstad, the pianist, Yalta Menuhin, and most (coughs) notably, the editor, Edith Lewis, with whom Cather lived the last 39 years of her life. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, So it definitely sounds like her friend is just being homophobic. Yeah. In 1906, well, Catherine- but also if she was trans, then it wasn't a lesbian relationship. Right. So exactly. Maybe, maybe it's so it's yeah. one of them, though. Or maybe uh, she was closeted and then unknown, right? Because then maybe what's her name? Who's the friend? Whatever the friend, Janet. Maybe <laughs> Jan doesn't want to out her. We don't know. Yeah, that she's being. A good I thought friend. she was just a historian. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. You know what? She's a scholar. Wait, is this yeah. going to be good literature? In my head, we I was like, never public domain. Know. We never We never so know. I was picturing like the stories you have to read for like reading comprehension on like the PSATs. <laughs> some of them are good. Yeah. And some of them are really Most bad. Most of them have been bad because Brett hates us. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's his like long con of revenge. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brett's just kind of a hateful person. So. He is. Hate- Every time he walks in a room, he's like, I need to know... I'm going to tell you how much I hate you in order of how much I hate you. And then he <laughs> ranks everybody in the room. He did it just now. So for all acting yeah. weird, it's because we know that I'm the number one most hated. Yeah. Lindsay's second and Kelly's Kelly's third. And Kelly and then, feels a little like upset that she is not at the very least the number one most hated. Right. And if you're going to be hated, be the most. And engineer Alec was like mad that he didn't even point at Alec. Like that's Alec was how like, much I'm in the room. Them. And he's like, he like really secretly number one is Alec. Yeah, that's true. Because he was like, I'm not even acknowledging. I don't know her. It's a really Right, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. So honestly, Brett. So this could be any amount of bad. This could yes. be, we don't or know. Or any amount of good. Some of them are great. <clears throat> what if this is like so moving and beautiful? We have had, we had one that was so moving. Oh, It was yeah. sad and moving though. Oh, that was sad. It was sad. We have so sad. sad <laughs> that was another story of a closeted... Oh, Positive yeah. Positive character. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, horrible. That her horrible husband. But okay. Beautiful. 1906, Cather moves to New York City after publishing her first collection of short stories, The Troll Garden. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Brett came in here and he was like, "Is if it isn't The Troll Garden. And looked oh, at yeah. all of us. Yeah, he, that, did, he did do he that. He did do that. It so was pointed. really rude. It was so pointed. 
Um, during the following decade, Cather has a prolific period of productivity, publishing many of her most famous novels, including O Pioneers, The Song of the Lark, and My Antonia. That's, That's what she wrote. And I, and I thought a woman wrote that, and somebody told me, no, a man wrote that. Well, they are wrong, and you need to send or them this podcast. Or is it dead right? Or maybe. Who we knows? We don't know. Who knows? I never read it. My mom <laughs> bought it for me, and then I never read it. I just saw the TV movie with Neil Patrick Harris, and I remember none of it. I didn't even know there was a TV yeah. movie with NPH. Mm-hmm. In the 1930s, however, critics began to dismiss her as a romantic, nostalgic writer who could not cope with the present. Critics <sighs> such as Granville Hicks charged Cather with failing to confront contemporary life as it is what? and escaping it into an idealized past. What the fuck? Tons of people write about the past. Yeah, Suck what, a dick. What, what a, the fuck is that? Weird commentary. <laughs> Very angry on what Willa's behalf. What a weird, behalf. specific, but also not specific And also critique. feels personal. It does. Feels like but he remember, just doesn't remember like when her we thought that him Ernest Hemingway. Them. Remember when we thought that Ernest Hemingway hated that one guy, but then it because he like wrote a letter to the U.S. Embassy, being like, "If you let this guy be," no, that embassy. was Mark Twain. Oh, Mark I Twain. Think. Yeah, it was Mark Twain. It was Mark Twain about some guy. Oh yeah, and he was like, "If you let him vomit upon the United States <laughs> by by being sending in- him to this other country," and then and we were like, "Wow, Mark Twain, you're a bitch." And then by the end of the story, we we're like, "Fuck this guy." Mark Twain was right. <laughs> so, what did he say? His writing reeked of insecurity. So sad. Was, yeah, that's the meanest thing you can like say. To we somebody. learned a new word. Yeah. Cather grows increasingly discouraged as the U.S. moves closer to involvement in World War II. When the French army surrendered to Nazi Germany, Cather writes in her diary, there seems to be no future at all for people of my generation. Mm. Man, she seems she sounds like somebody like now. Us. Yeah. yeah. On April 24th, 1947, she dies of a cerebral hemorrhage at the age <gasps> of 73 in her home at 570 Park Avenue in Manhattan. Oh, Park Avenue. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, okay, Park Ella. Avenue. That's very nice. Okay, ready? Yeah. Get this thing started. Interrupt at any point that you guys oh, yeah, deem make necessary. Jokes, interrupt, ask, ask questions. I just want to be a good listener. Okay. Then be an active listener. I'm just uh, ask questions. Eyes open, ears open, legs crisscross applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> Hands in my pockets. <laughs> I received one morning a letter written in pale ink on glassy blue-lined notepaper and bearing the postmark of a little Nebraska village. What the fuck is pale ink? No like, idea. She can't read it. <laughs> it's it a blank like piece of paper. It's jelly ink. roll, Markle. <laughs> yes, jelly yes. roll. It's the sparkly one. Jelly rolls don't work with how I hold my pencil, so I oh, get sad. Wow. High school I, must have been terrible. It was really upsetting. Like, they would work for, like, two days, and then they wouldn't work. So I hold it, like... With the tip of it facing this way. And so, oh, yeah, like, you can't do that, oh, Kelly. Yeah. And then, so writing that way, it like presses the wrong way. So, basically, for the listeners, I write with the tip of the pencil facing me. She writes like she me. wants to stab herself with the pencil. Yes. And in, in fact, I do. Um, <laughs> this communication, worn and rubbed, looking as though it had been carried for some days in a coat pocket that was none too clean, was from my uncle Howard. It informed me that his wife had been left a small legacy by a bachelor relative who had recently died and it had become necessary for her to come to Boston to attend the settling of the estate. He requested me to meet her at the station and render her whatever services might prove necessary. On examining the date indicated as that of her arrival, I found it no later than tomorrow. What? It sounds like this guy did not want her to know this was happening. He had characteristically delayed writing until had I been away from home for a day, I might have missed the good woman altogether. 
the name of my Aunt Georgiana called up not alone her own what? Mm-hmm. The name of my Aunt Georgiana called up not alone her own figure, at once pathetic and grotesque, but opened Whoa. before my feet a gulf of recollection so wide and deep that as the letter dropped from my hand, I felt suddenly a stranger to all the present conditions of my existence. Okay, look, Willa. Wow. Willa. Maybe it's because you were born Willella. Yeah, so and Georgiana. You don't know. Yeah. Too you many don't, syllables. Too many syllables. Georgia. The there were too Georgina. many words in that sentence. There's too much going on. Too much. That was like, way too much. My brain glossed over. It that so did mine, and I was like, reading it. I was I was like staring at Kelly's mouth so that like each word hit with me, and I didn't lose any of them. So I do understand. Like she hates her aunt for she's, one thing, but she's that like, physically is was disgusting. Offensively worded. Yeah. Okay. So Aunt Aunt Georgiana is. From what we know, very terrible looking, Uh but also she has a lot of memories with her. Yep, bad ones. I became, in short, the gangling farmer boy my aunt had known, scourged with chillblains and bashfulness, my hands cracked and raw from the corn husking. Mm, I felt the knuckles of my- Nebraska. So this is from the point of view, she's writing from the point of view of of a a man. man, I think so. Yes. I felt the knuckles of my thumb tentatively, as though they were raw again. I sat again before her parlor organ, thumbing the scales with my th- stiff red hands. Parlor while she- organ. Parlor organ. <laughs> stiff red oh, okay. hands. Okay. Now I know what you're saying. Well, she beside me made canvas mittens for the Huskers. Canvas oh, mittens Huskers. for the Huskers. Scratchy. Oh, <laughs> yummy. That's the old timey way to say dental dam. Yum. <laughs> you just canvas put- mittens for the Huskers. <laughs> <laughs> what you do is you just take the like, old Husker. You put like a little. You rip off a piece of like canvas cloth from your shirt and then you like put it over the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you and then you just sex. like and then you just like go ham on it. And that's why everyone was still having children. Because <laughs> it, it did not work. And people were like, let's not do this and instead do sex. Let's, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I guess. It just reminds me of that terrible part in Fifty Shades of Grey where, oh, uh, yeah. where he just like goes ham on her vagina with, with a, a washcloth. Wash I don't know. I yeah. do not know. We soapy read it only for our podcast. Yeah, we read it for our podcast. He takes a soapy washcloth and just like scrubs the shit out of her vagina. But like, but like in a very not fast during one of the mm. the like. Uh, BDSM. No, no, no. That, this was like so I'm this make, making like love. This is sex. supposed to be just like hot. He's like being tender to her. She's taking a bath, and he's like, "Let me put my arm in the bath with oh, a washcloth." I get it now. He's from Nebraska. Oh, he was a corn uh, yeah. husker. From Nebraska. He was using the canvas mitten. Yeah, for his husker. Used, he was used to just like fucking with a corn husk. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, after preparing my landlady somewhat, I set out for the station. When the train arrived, I had some difficulty in finding my aunt. She was the last of the passengers to alight, and when I got her into the carriage, she looked not unlike one of those charred, smoked bodies that firemen lift from the debris of a burned building. What? She's Rowena! <laughs> oh, no! Enjoy this being filled with Dean Graves references. Okay, to first the brim. of all, like... You don't have to be like that mean about your aunt. Like you don't have like, to say that she, she looks like a, burned like a up charred corpse. little piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like her fucking black soul. It's like. By the what? way, I don't like my aunt very much. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I don't like her. Um, 
No, 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 no. Okay. She had come all the way in a day coach. Her linen duster had become black with soot and her black bonnet gray with dust during the journey. I'm just glad it wasn't a racist comparison now. Mm, me too. Um, when we arrived at my boarding house, the landlady put her to bed at once and I did not see her again until the next morning. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, so. Can you imagine if your landlord just came out and grabbed your guest and was like tucking you in now? <laughs> Let me take that ant off your hands. <laughs> For some reason, I was picturing like a little bug ant on your hand and he's like plucking it off. Mostly because with the rain, ants have been like trying to come into my house. Mm -hmm. And so today I found like a little ant on my arm and I was like, oh, get the fuck away from me. And then you went up to your landlord and you're like, this is your job. I was like, help me. (laughs) Whatever shock Mrs. Springer experienced at my aunt's appearance, she considerately concealed. Myself, I saw my aunt's misshapen figure with that feeling of awe and respect with which we behold explorers who have left their ears and fingers north of Franz Joseph Land uh, or their health somewhere along the Upper burn. Congo. Burn, 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 burn. My aunt Georgiana had been a music teacher at Boston Conservatory somewhere back in the latter 60s. One summer, which she had spent in her little village in the Green Mountains where her ancestors had dwelt for generations, she had kindled the callow fancy of the most idle and shiftless of all the village lads and had conceived for this Howard Carpenter one of those absurd and extravagant passions which a handsome country boy of 21 sometimes inspires in a plain angular spectacled woman of 30. I have Kelly. Hmm? Kelly. Hmm? Please slow down. I don't know what's happening. She's just (laughs) I am too dumb for you to talk with that much comfort in the words. The narrator. I don't know what's happening. Okay, it's just so saying one time. Uh huh. She was in the Green Mountains. Okay, where her ancestors came from. Yeah, she got one of like the like dumbest fucks in the village. Oh, okay. Like liked her. Oh. And this was her uncle. Ha- or this was Classic. the narrator's uncle Howard. Howard. Oh, it was just okay. a dumb fuck who was like, oh, an angular woman of thirty likes me. Oh, nice. okay, okay, okay. See, I told you, I'm too dumb. I did not follow this. When she returned to her duties in Boston, Howard followed her. And the upshot of this inexplicable infatuation was that she eloped with him, <laughs> eluding the reproaches of her family and the criticism of her friends by going with him to the Nebraska frontier. Wow. A carpenter, who of course had no money, took a homestead in Red Willow County, 50 miles from the railroad. <laughs> you know, that's fucking disgusting and sad. <laughs> Ew. I don't know if that's far or close from the railroad <laughs> to olden time people. But... <laughs> <laughs> but ill. But ill. There they measured off their 80 acres by driving across the prairie in a wagon, to the wheel of which they'd tied a red cotton handkerchief and counting off its revolutions. They built a dugout in the red hillsides. So I think they were like, so they tie a, a, a and handkerchief. And then every time it went around, they were like, one, one two. <laughs> yeah. But then they can, they're so stupid, they can only count to like eight. So then they have to keep starting over. Um... And be, be, be. They built a dugout in the Red Hillside, one of those cave dwellings whose inmates usually reverted to the conditions of primitive savagery. Mm. Okay. All right. What is your name again? What's her name? Georgiana. Willilla. Oh, Willella? Willella. <laughs> their water they got from the lagoons where the buffalo drank and their slender stock of provisions was always at the mercy of bands of roving Indians. Plus, one of them got dysentery. <laughs> 
For 30 years, my aunt had not been farther than 50 miles from the homestead. Is that far or close? We don't well, know. Oh, so she's been. Guess where we know she's been? To the railroad. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we know she's been to the railroad. Okay. But Mrs. Springer knew nothing of all this and must have been considerably shocked okay. at what was left of my kinswoman. Okay. So it must have been very far because she got fucked up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. Uh, beneath the soiled linen duster, which on her arrival was the most conspicuous feature of her costume, she wore a black stuff dress. Okay. okay. Black stuff dress. Whose ornamentation Made of showed bits and stuff, <laughs> just some stuff she found, Thing. showed that she had surrendered herself unquestioningly into the hands of a country dressmaker. Ew! Ew. Ew. What is she poor? Ew! Ew! She she's a poor. She's a poor. Ew! I don't want to read this anymore, Brett. Where did she get this from? The railroad. <laughs> My oh, poor this aunt. is fucking gross. Can we stop and read something rich, please? <laughs> Do you guys like Gossip Girl? <laughs> uh, rich enough for me. Rich. Emma's tone is fine. Oh, I hate You think I was never at tone? Anyway, I'm such a bad, too sassy cunt. You're a fucking bad person. <laughs> we're like, I love it. We're like sociopathic. <laughs> <laughs> My poor aunt's figure. Oh, yeah. My, <laughs> my poor, poor aunt's figure, however, would have presented poor. astonishing difficulties to any dressmaker. <sighs> oh, this here, here, motherfucker, we needs to go the fuck down. down. <laughs> okay, we are about to get. St- I mean, we were already like almost racist, but now we're getting like racist. Oh, cool. Her skin was yellow as a Mongolian. No! From constant, constant exposure to a pitiless wind and to the alkaline okay. water, which transforms the most transparent cuticle into some sort of flexible leather. I thought alkaline water was good. Well, you know what? This story from 18-whatever <laughs> says that it's not, Lindsay, so wake up to the future. <laughs> what? She wore <laughs> that's a that's a great podcast idea though actually wake up to the future wake up to the, wake future. Up to the future I think you get an HBO show now <laughs> thank you just off the name alone thank you so much yeah. she wore ill-fitting false teeth the most striking thing about her physiognomy however was the incessant twitching of the mouth and eyebrows is this all this story is about a, a fight, just like him dissing his aunt because like I am seeing how much is left in Kelly's portion it's Not all about her. It's like in the end, it's going to be like, and that woman, Mother Teresa. (laughs) And you readers thought she was so bad and poor, (laughs) but she was the nicest. She was the nicest poor. So now who's, and if you take a look at the man in the mirror, then you'll discover that when you point three are pointing back at yourself. And you don't have to do that. (laughs) Actually, if you point in a mirror and you're you're pointing. All the hands are pointing at you. And so you should. Thank you. The most striking thing about her physiognomy, however, was an incessant twitching of the mouth and eyebrows, a form of nervous disorder resulting from isolation and monotony and from frequent physical suffering. Ew. I hate physical suffering. I hate people who suffer. Suffer less. In my boyhood, boyhood, this affliction had possessed a sort of horrible fascination for me, of which I was secretly very much ashamed. For in those days, I owed to this woman most of the good that ever came my way. And I had constantly masturbated thinking about it. (laughs) It was a real dilemma. (laughs) 
and had a reverential affection for her. During three winters when I was riding, I thought it said riding hard. During the, the three winters when I was riding herd for my uncle, my aunt, after cooking three, oh, sorry, when I was riding herd for my uncle, my aunt, uh-huh. okay. after cooking three meals for half a dozen farmhands and putting the six children to bed, would often stand until midnight at her ironing board, hearing me at the kitchen table beside her recite Latin declensions and conjugations, and gently shaking me when my drowsy head sank down over a page of irregular verbs. It was to her, at her ironing or mending, that I read my first Shakespeare, and her old textbook of mythology was the first that ever came into my empty hands. She taught me my scales and exercises, too, on the little parlor organ, which her husband had bought her after 15 years. And why have you been such a little snot the whole first third of this because story? Because she's ugly. Oh, yeah. During which she had not so much as seen any instrument except an accordion that belonged to one of the Norwegian farmhands. She would sit beside me by the hour, darning and counting, while I struggled with the harmonious blacksmith. But she seldom talked to me about music, and I understood why. She was a pious woman. She had the consolidation, I'm sorry, she had the consolation of religion, and to her at least her martyrdom was not wholly sordid. Once, when I had been doggedly beating out <laughs> some easy passages from an old score of Urianth, Urianthi? Uri- Urianth, Urianth, I don't Ur- know why you don't know how to Ur- say this, Kelly. Urianthi. Ur- Sounds easy. Urianthi. <laughs> I had found among her music books, she came up to me and putting her hands over my eyes, gently drew my head back upon her shoulder, saying tremulously, Don't love it so well, Clark, or it may be taken from you. Oh, dear boy, pray that whatever your sacrifice be, it is not that. Huh? What's happening? Tight, 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 tight. what's going Thanks, on? Thanks, Auntie. Cool. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, Auntie. Oh, cool. I'm just going to keep practicing, though. <laughs> When my aunt appeared on the morning after her arrival, she was still in a sem- semi-sonambulant state. She sleepy, seemed- sleepwalky. Sure, she's sleepy. She seemed not to realize that she was in a city where she had spent her youth, the place longed for hungrily half a lifetime. She had been so wretchedly train sick throughout the journey that she had no recollection. <laughs> this, this, poor poor woman. Woman. this poor woman. <laughs> this she's covered in poor soot. woman. She's barfing. She like she's terribly ugly and poor. She <laughs> this she like basically like rolled to wherever he is. <laughs> she <laughs> looks terrible. Oh God. Poor auntie. Well, your your uncle just uh bound my limbs together <laughs> like I was a a pig that he'd caught. And then he gave me a good sturdy push out from the prairie lands. <laughs> the Who wind me? took me. And then God saw me the rest of the way. <laughs> I'm just a pious woman with a <laughs> face like sooty spaghetti. <laughs> a body like a bunch of garbage bags <laughs> tied together. And filled with gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> and full of a hateful, paranoid religious fervor. <laughs> oh, it's just me, your garbage witch aunt, <laughs> vomiting for 50 miles. <laughs> Rest your head on my chest, young Let nephew. me tell you what you shan't so- not sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> that she had no recollection of anything but her discomfort. Oh. And, to all intents and purposes, there were but a few hours of nightmare between the farm and Red Willow County and my study on Newbury Street. <laughs> 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 I 
She, yes. She's just in her own personal hell. <laughs> she's in like a nightmare fugue state. <laughs> 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 Where am I? She's like, I'm playing How my game. I, get here? I have no, I don't remember anything. <laughs> uh. and her, she shows up and her asshole nephew's just like, oh, the fugly bitch is here. <laughs> Where am I? She's like, I oh, found you. I've made it. Oh, this is where I grew up. I didn't recognize anything in my horrible train sickness. <laughs> train sickness. <laughs> I had planned a little pleasure for her that afternoon to repay her for some of the glorious moments she had given me when we used to milk together in the straw thatched cow shed. I thought he hated this bitch. Yeah, I know. What the hell was the first page of this story? He's just being so, so like, you know, you're meanest to the ones you know. I feel why. like yes. people in old timey stories, though, are always talking about people they supposedly like by being like, she had a large withered jaw. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. so I don't understand why you speak about Your this description is so hateful. She's well, ca- it's kind of like a, it's like reading a, like Bertie Wooster talking about his like ants that he legitimately hates. Oh, yeah. Hates. Yeah, but he legitimately he hates those them. ants. Yeah. This, but like, she does sound like all of those ants. But this also, like, a lot of these old stories which we found have a lot of, like, fear of age and, like, ageism. Yeah. And so they'll, like, talk about older people as if they are disgusting. Yeah. Like walking <laughs> death. probably go along with that. Yeah. And she, because I was more than usually tired or because her husband had spoken sharply to me, would tell me of the splendid performance of Mayor Be- Meyer Beer's Huguenots she had seen in Paris in her youth. At two o'clock, the Boston Symphony Orchestra was to give a Wagner program. Definitely oh, Wagner. Oh, I okay. forgot that yeah. was the name of this. Yeah, yeah. me okay. too. I okay. forgot there was a debate. Oh, music. So I know. We know. We know. And I intended to take my aunt, though as I conversed with her, I grew doubtful about her enjoyment of it. Indeed, for her own sake, I could only wish her taste for such things quite dead. And I wish long... she liked more Nazi composers. <laughs> it's, I fear that she will have no appreciation for their, for their glorious cause. <laughs> is that where this is going? God, oh, no. Is she she did Nazi? hate. She thought her generation was doomed. So but this like... might be a critique on that. Oh, I don't know. maybe like my not horrible to... Jew aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I love my place. Okay. And the long struggle mercifully ended at last. I suggest long struggles very Hitler. Yeah. Dude, is this is this like is this pretty hey, Nazi it. story? You know what? When has Brett ever led us astray? <laughs> the answer is always. He's led us astray so many times that a listener sent him an embroidered thing that says no more animal death, Brett. <laughs> I forgot what it said exactly. <sighs> I suggested our visiting the conservatory in common before lunch, but she seemed altogether too timid to wish to venture out. She questioned me absently about various changes in the city, but she was chiefly concerned. (laughs) Why is the city changing? (laughs) Why is that tree not the tree it used to be? (laughs) But she was chiefly concerned that she had forgotten to leave instructions about feeding half-skimmed milk to a certain weakling calf. Old Maggie's calf, you know, Clark, she explained, evidently having forgotten how long I had been away. She was further troubled because she had neglected to tell her daughter about the freshly opened kit of mackerel in the cellar that would spoil if it were not used directly. 
I asked her whether she had ever heard of any of the Wagnerian operas and found that she had not, though she was perfectly familiar with their respective situations and had once possessed the piano score of the Flying Dutchman. I began to think it would have been best to get her back to Red Willow County without waking her and regretted having suggested the concert. Wait, he's trying to send her back while she's sleeping? Like, you know what? I'm just going to roll your bike back to Red Hill, Auntie. I don't think you're going to like Wagner, so I'm just going to get you back on that train fever. This is his hill to die on? Yeah. Fucking Wagner? If you can't appreciate Wagner, then I don't even know what we're doing. (laughs) From the time we entered the concert hall, however, she was a trifle less passive and inert and seemed to begin to perceive her surroundings. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, so was she, she like fucking delirious? Was yeah. she like sleeping? I don't know. Because he was like, I wanted to is. bring her back to Red Hill while she was asleep. <laughs> She's like, I'm sad and confused and sick, and he's just like, Do you like German opera, you <laughs> ugly bitch? <laughs> I Wagner, go Wagner. home. She's like, Is this where I grew up? Isn't it? <laughs> He's like, nothing Hello, looks familiar Wagner. to me. Oh, they get the half-skimmed milk for the cow. Give me more mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I'm yelling into all your guys' headphones. No, it's okay. It's, we yell all, we yell the, all the time. We yell all the time. Constantly yelling. I had felt some trepidation lest she might become aware of the absurdities of her attire. Jesus Christ. Or might experience some painful embarrassment at stepping suddenly into the world to which she had been dead for a quarter of a century. What? (laughs) So if you live on a farm, you're dead to the world. You're dead to to this guy anyway. Yeah. I only like the city life. You know what? I think that this is, I think she's doing a critique on this type of guy. I think she is. Because she likes the frontier life. Yeah. That's true. So she's like, you city slickers. Can I really quick tell you guys something that happened to me? today yeah uh, two days yesterday um so uh, a client like sent me this scratch recording for this vo job i was doing and they were in like wma format which is window it's like a windows yeah, specific weird. thing so i was like hey i can't um i can't open that file because i have a mac and um the uh the email that i received in return <laughs> uh was okay call when you're free dot 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 I converted to MP3, dot, 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 you Mac people, dot, 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 with your skinny jeans and beanie hats and 90 degree weather and no WMA format audio files, dot, 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 LOL. Oh, I think it's being cute. Tight. (laughs) No, because then we got on the call. And the reason for the call was that he wanted to give me um, line readings of every single line. Oh, is it this guy? Yeah, with with three different alts of each line. And then um, he also wanted... To ask me, uh, he's like, oh, so you're in L.A. Why aren't you a famous movie star yet? And I was like, because it's not working. It's like, sorry, I'm just in shitty uncle mode. (laughs) All my nieces and nephews love me. I fulfill a role. But instead to that, I said, all right, so um, I'll just deliver your files by tomorrow. (laughs) And then he but he also started the conversation with, um, oh, we got to catch up. I need to know what's going on in your life. We've talked once. Like mm-hmm. a year ago, and it was for a similar thing where he wanted to talk to me to give me line readings. Who is this person? Do you want me to say phone last name? <laughs> First name, oh, last oh name, I'll burn yeah. him online. I need to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, I mean, I'm sure this is satire, but also it's kind of shitty from the other direction because it's not like anybody thinks like this. That's this the is thing. Super it's like, basic. because it's so 
over like it's so on the or like not on the nose but it's like so over the top that it's you know what though all of those fucking new york times articles about la or people who move from new york to la i think it's real those people suck those articles are terrible it's like wait what is why i'm leaving new york wait really like i don't even read these i don't even know what those are here's what's great about LA that you couldn't find in New York. It's like you can get an apartment out here for so cheap and then it's like like $1500 a month yeah. for a studio. And and then you find out that like they're trust fund kids. They're like, "Oh my god, like I guess like I miss New York for the culture, but the rent is great in LA." And it's just all of these shitty articles about how shitty LA is and about how New York people like live better in LA. It's just like really? I've the never read any of has these. So many articles where they are weirdly bitchy about this Los is Angeles. Such a thing, but I really think it's a it is a very one sided rivalry. Exactly. I, I lived in New York for eight years, and now lived in LA for two. And um, I went when I was in New York last time. I was like at my agent's office, just kind of like talking to her assistant and talking about how LA is and whatever. And this just girl sitting in the lobby just tur- whips around and is just like oh i hate la and i was like oh well you know it's like it's not new york but uh it's a i'm actually really liking it. it's a good place to live and she's like well, why'd you move and i was like i moved for work and she's like oh so it was like capitalism and I'm just like, bitch, she's you're so in fun. The- she's so much fucking fun. But it's like you're, you're in doing the lobby that. holding sides at <laughs> yeah. my agency. No, she's part of that. You're part of this. Also, like, <laughs> what? You would so, what? Are you a child? Like, but people in New York love to like immediately give you a negative opinion about LA. And everyone you tell you're from New York to in LA is like, oh. Welcome. Yeah, New seriously. York? No, seriously. Like, yeah, we don't me, think about New York. No, because we have we nice things. Well, and also, like when I think it's when people fine. when people mention New York, New York seems too, cool. Yeah, New York's I'm like, great. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get back out there. Yeah, New York's that's it. Cool. Like that's the only thing I think. Like, oh, I I've, I've been meaning. But to... I think there is an amount, and I love New York. It's my favorite place. But I think there's a certain amount of Stockholm syndrome you have to have. Yes. to live there. you get defensive. You're like, this yeah. is why I'm living here. Where it's, it's like, well, it, it's better. Survival. And I don't. I wouldn't want to have a car. I like having a three hour subway commute. Yeah. So I get to read. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you do get to read that. I just said that at the top of this podcast. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. But like, but yeah, it's a, it's it doesn't very mean you have a short, yeah. People, I, what, somebody tweeted this. I can't remember who it was. Otherwise, I would definitely give credit. But it was like New York people would be like, oh my God, LA traffic is so hard. And like your entire train to get home will be broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you cannot get home. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's like, so, yeah, I'm just sitting in my, like, air-conditioned car listening to a podcast. And yeah. you're, like, trapped underground in the dark. Yeah. So I'm very claustrophobic. So that's, just a, that's a Sounds trade horrible. I'll make. I do love and miss New York. But, It's like, a really cool it's city. It's so one-sided. But, like, we're fine with you guys. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> you can move out here or not. Yeah, Nobody. It is a weird Go thing. Home, like, it's what you want. Yeah, like, I'm like. There can be two cities. There can be many cities. It's weird that the it two is. cities where you kind of have to be to do this one thing are the farthest apart cities. Yes. It is funny. Yeah. Like that, that's hard 
And like, um, but it is also the kind of thing where I think New Yorkers hate it because they lose their friends to L.A. Because that's how I felt about L.A. before. I'm from the Bay Area and then I moved to New York. So I'm from the two places that hate L.A. the most. Yeah. yeah. I I was going to say the same thing with NorCal. They hate Southern California and Southern California is like, hi. And then when I got here, I was like, oh, this is like a nice, fine place. (laughs) This seems nice and fine. Yep. Maybe I am like Clark the farmhand judging too harshly my aunt for not liking the mm. Wagner of mm. the cities. Yes. Okay. I think, I think that this guy sucks and that it's real. You fashion nightmare bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like this fascist composer. <laughs> you, you walking trash bag. <laughs> Bar- Why don't you barf more, you old confused lady? <laughs> oh, oh, you disoriented? Oh, oh, are you feeling scared and lost and alone? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not any skinnier yet from your roll through Nebraska? <laughs> Welcome to the big city, bitch. Happen. Nebraska. <laughs> Do we know what city this is? No. No idea. I'm from Omaha, motherfucker. Yeah. I was going to say it might be like Omaha. Yeah. yeah. I'm from the capital of Nebraska, you <laughs> dumb fuck. All right. Oh, oh, you guys. What? what? Here we go. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. Oh, no. It's the very next sentence. After I'll, I'll read the sentence before again so that we all remember. Yes, thank you. I had felt some trepidation lest she might become aware of the absurdities of her attire or might experience some painful embarrassment at stepping suddenly into the world to which she had been dead for a quarter of a century. <laughs> but again, I found how superficially I had judged her. That turned on a fucking dime We're after we rented for 10 minutes. <laughs> this guy is like the equivalent of a Broadway song that's like... I'll but always yes. love her, but then I'll keep going on and I'll never stop. <laughs> yeah, it's like very like popping out from behind like <laughs> columns and shit. Uh, this would be that that thing that people do on Twitter where it's like brick wall, brick wall, brick wall, no, brick yeah, and wall. It's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> she sat looking about her with eyes as impersonal, almost as stony as those with which the granite Ramses in a museum watches the froth and fret that ebbs and flows about his pedestal, separated from what? Separated from it by the lonely stretch of centuries. This guy is pretentious. I go to museums here in Big City, Omaha. Yes. I have seen this same aloofness in old miners who drift into the Brown Hotel at Denver. M-I-N-E-R-S? Because otherwise it's old... (laughs) Oh, mine. <laughs> ERS. Like they probably did gold. have child labor then too. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> an old miner of 14 <laughs> drift into the Brown Hotel at Denver. Ooh, big city. Their pockets full of bullion, their linen soiled, their haggard faces unshorn, and who stand in the thronged corridors as solitary as though they were still in a frozen camp on the Yukon. Or in the yellow blaze of the Arizona desert. Fucking hell, Willella. He's like, I know so many places. Uh, and words Colorado. and descriptions. Oh, he descriptions. took description course. Listen to Teen Creeps. Teen Creeps. Conscious that certain experiences have isolated fr- them from their fellows by a gulf no haberdasher could conceal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Why? By a gulf that... No mere hat could cover <laughs> <laughs> This guy's like, get this woman a hat. <laughs> we gotta cover some of this. <laughs> Someone, we need to 
professional. Get a haberdasher in here. Get a hat stat. She don't have one. It's embarrassing. Oh, boy. (laughs) The audience was made up chiefly of women. One lost the contour of faces and figures, indeed any effective line whatever, and there was only the color contrast of bodices past counting, the shimmer and shading of fabric, soft and firm, silky and sheer, resisting and yielding, red, mauve, pink, blue, lilac, purple, ecru, rose, yellow, cream, and white. All the colors that an impressionist finds Those in a the sunlit from landscape. Joseph and the Amazing <laughs> Dream Coat, almost in order. <laughs> His favorite musical. Oh. <laughs> in the future. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> in the future, my favorite musical will be Joseph, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. <laughs> All the colors that an impressionist impressionist finds in a sunlit landscape with here and there the dead black shadow of a frock coat. My Aunt Georgiana regarded them as though they had been so many daubs of two paints on a palette. <laughs> Willella, what the fuck are you talking about right now? When the musicians came out and took their places, she gave a little stir of anticipation. Oh, the music! And then soot just dripped off. <laughs> she's like Jerry Blank. Like she's oh, like, yes, she's yes. such an impossible <laughs> hag. <laughs> I stole the TV. <laughs> and looked with quickening interest down over the rail that an invariable grouping. Perhaps the first wholly familiar thing that had greeted her eyes since she had left old Maggie and her weakling calf. I could feel how all those details sank into her soul, for I had not forgotten how they had sunk into mine when I came fresh from plowing forever and forever between green aisles of corn, where, as in a treadmill, one might walk from daybreak to dusk without perceiving a shadow of change in one's environment. I was just thinking that. It must have meant a different thing. Yeah, and he had a Fitbit. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna look up ancient treadmill. It must have been like to tread the mill where we I'm walk sure, back and I'm forth sure. across a mill. Treadmill, 1800s. I reminded myself of the impression made on me by the clean profiles of the musicians, the gloss of their linen, the dull black. Oh, good, more colors. The dull black of their coats, <laughs> the beloved shapes of the instruments, the patches of yellow light. Thrown by the green shaded sand <laughs> More lamps. colors. I want more colors. I can't get enough. You guys, you guys, I found out what a treadmill is and it's sad. Oh, no. It was a form of punishment in prisons. <gasps> so it's like they had this tread wheel and then they made convicts go on it. And um, so they step on 24 spokes of a large paddle wheel. So they climb it like a Stairmaster. And then the spokes turn, which cause the gears to pump water or crush grain. But they got so skinny, though. They like oh looked so good. Um, I bet they were so slim. So they would climb the equivalent of 7,200 feet each. I bet they didn't look like his fat, dumb aunt at all. Not at all. She needed to go I'd rather thing. go to jail than look like his fat, dumb aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so where was I in this fucking rainbow? Something. <laughs> it's like it's like she's stalling. It's like she had like a paper due tomorrow t- that was like, and it was too short. So she's like, let me throw some colors in. She's just like, she's like, oh yeah. Well, I've been trying to figure out a color for the room. I'm just gonna go get that color wheel and start throwing all these in there. She's like, she's addicted to describing things. Description course. Oof. The patches of uh, stand lamps on the smooth, varnished bellies of the cellos and the 
bass viols in the rear, the restless wind-tossed forest of fiddle necks and bows. Is this a fucking bedtime story? Because (laughs) Jesus Christ, this is boring. (laughs) This is a boring story, Brett. I recalled how in the first orchestra I had ever heard, also no story has happened yet. No. I had ever heard those long (laughs) bow strokes seemed to draw the soul out of me as a conjurer's stick reels out ribbon paper from a hat. The first number was the Tannhauser Overture. When the violins drew out the first strain of the Pilgrim's Chorus, my Aunt Georgiana crutched. Clutched oh. my wow, Kelly. You're really gonna reach for your phone right now in the middle of this compelling story. <laughs> no, I'm looking something up in the middle of this compelling story. The first strain of the pilgrim's chorus, my aunt Georgiana clutched my coat sleeve. It was then I first realized that for her, this singing of basses and stinging frenzy of like, yeah, oh god. Again, of lighter strings broke a silence of 30 years, the inconceivable silence of the plains. With the battle between two motifs, with the bitter frenzy of the Venusberg theme and its ripping of strings, came to me an overwhelming sense of the waste and where we are so powerless to combat. I saw oh, again the tall like naked house on aunt. the prairie. This guy is like just full on having a sermon in his mind. <laughs> yeah. He's standing like stock still. Yeah. Black and grim as a wooden fortress, the black pond where I had learned to swim, the rain-gullied clay about the naked house, the four dwarf ash sheedlings. I'm sorry, naked the, house? W- mm-hmm. Cool. It was bare. On which Uh-oh. the dishcloths were always hung to dry before the kitchen door. The world there is a flat world of the ancients. To the east, a cornfield so dramatic <gasps> that stretched to daybreak. To the west, a corral that stretched to sunset between the sordid conquests of peace more merciless than those of war. Dang, he had like a full like out of body experience he next to his just terrible aunt. Like, so far, the story is just like I took my ugly aunt to the opera <laughs> and she was into it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the, yeah, that's that the is story. All that has happened. Seriously, okay. my aunt got there. She was like tired. She was a little dirty from the train, and she was a little queasy too. She doesn't handle travel <laughs> I was that like, well. Come on, bitch, let's hear some <laughs> Wagner. And I was like, get in the car. We're going to the opera. Home. <laughs> The overture closed. My aunt released my coat sleeve, but she said nothing. She sat staring at the orchestra through a dullness of 30 years, through the films made little by little, by each of the 365 days in every one of them. What, I wondered, did she get from it? She had been a good pianist in her day, I knew, and her musical education had been broader than that of most music teachers of a quarter of a century ago. Then maybe it was that? Maybe it was the music, you dumbass. What did she was like he's a like, trained pianist? And he's like, I wonder what she got from that, that dumb old cow. <laughs> he's like, this decrepit goblin couldn't have gotten anything from this like, music. Sure, she used to play in the orchestra, but like, what could she possibly have pulled from that? What an idiot. Ugh. She had often told me of Mozart's operas and Meyerbeer's, and I could remember hearing her sing years ago certain melodies of Verdi's. When I had fallen ill with a fever, she used to sit by my cot in the evening while the cool night wind blew in through the faded mosquito netting tacked over the window, and I lay watching a bright star that burned red above the cornfield and sing, Home to our mountains, oh, let us return, in a way fit to break the heart of a Vermont boy near dead of homesickness already. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Vermont. Well, we know. Boy. 
that. Uh, we all get that analogy. I, I watched her closely through the prelude to Tristan and Isolde trying vainly to conjure, conjecture what the warfare of motifs, that seething turmoil of strings and winds might mean to her. Had this music any message for her? Oh my, what? <laughs> this is insane. He Why is he in like such denial? just said everything he knew of music came from her. I want to hear the aunt's version of this story, which is like, my Why nephew my got nephew? so shitty. Yeah. yeah. They're like, my nephew won't stop staring at me. Why is my nephew staring She's at like, me right now? He has stared at me through like, this entire it has been hour very long distracting. I have been trying to enjoy the music. <laughs> Do you like this, crone? <laughs> <laughs> Speak, open your decrepit mouth. <laughs> or is your ear too blocked by the earwax of your ignorance? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing comes through. Someone get her an ear trumpet. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wagner had been a sealed book to Americans before the 60s. Had she anything left with which to comprehend this glory that had flashed around the world since she had gone from it? I was in a fever of curiosity. <laughs> but Aunt oh Georgiana God. sat silent. She preserved this utter immobility through the numbers from the Flying Dutchman, through her fingers, though her fingers worked mechanically upon her black dress, as though of themselves they were recalling the piano score they had once played poor old hands <laughs> but then what could she have gotten from it what indeed has she milked too many cows to get music <laughs> um the mackerel you know what it feels like it mm. feels like when you you invite your parents to a sketch show of yours in college <laughs> and they walk out going like that was nice you're like you don't get it mom it's not a skit i was just about yes. to say that and they call it a skit and you're like no it's a sketch it's different it's a game you don't understand <laughs> All like, you did was what? Go to medical school? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Okay, what is the difference between a skit and a oh, sketch? It's just, just you know, me. you don't get it, okay? What is it? I can, I'll say the right one. What's the difference you know between what? a skit Whatever, and a sketch? Whatever, Mom. I'm trying to tell you how to do surgery on bodies. This is like what you used to call cast recording soundtracks. Well, I don't. Okay. Well, uh, here's your allowance for the month. Thanks. I'll just go home. Okay. Bye. I love you so much. My mom calls podcasts broadcasts Aww. <laughs> i feel like the the older i get the more i'm just like i am so sorry mom and yeah dad. of it's you can call it whatever you want mm -hmm. it's so dumb mm, i'm yeah. sorry you had to come see me do basement shows that many times <laughs> yeah uh, sorry that my entire college theater life consisted of a theater with about 50 seats like thank you for wanting to come and support yeah. me I, when i was being such a fucking bitch okay uh and thank you for listening to podcasts that i do my parents yeah. legitimately listen to podcasts that i do well that's so nice that is nice so shout out to um, my, my parents parents do not because my mom keeps asking me what time to listen on the radio Oh, and then, that's sweet yeah though. it is i mean it is nice that they're supportive now mm -hmm. and whatever ryan's mom listens all the time really to everything she does and if it's late and being posted she'll text and be like where's the episode Aww, it's really I sweet so we're always like hey drew shout out to drew the way my mom supports me is by not listening but yeah. like to give me my space. space she's like and then you don't have to be worried about what you say yeah that's, that's nice. nice i think I've, my mom would I've like to not know what i say <laughs> 
Um, okay, so where were we in this awful story? Uh, I, it's all the same, so hands. just pick a sentence. <laughs> right, it's hand. another color list. No. Oh, yay. Oh, oh. No, no, no. It's a hand description. Oh, yay. Fun. They were stretched and pulled and twisted into more, mere tentacles to hold oh, and lift. I'm and sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I don't think Lay they look off. like tentacles. Speaking <laughs> of somebody who I really detest my hands and I don't like anybody looking at them. What? You have lovely They hands. are like really uh, like the knuckles are really. No. But you lot. have long, slender fingers. Everybody wants long, slender fingers. That's what you think when you look from this way. Don't <laughs> worry do about look like looking the on the other way? side. You don't have to worry about what's happening on the other side. Kelly <laughs> 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 just showed us her hand. It's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> Put that away, woman. <laughs> Get those tentacles out of my face. <laughs> yeah. Wait, How do you is... listen to music with those hands? <laughs> what are you getting out of this? Uh... The palms unduly swollen, the fingers bent and knotted, on one of them a thin worn band that had once been a wedding ring. Oh. As I pressed and once been, gently quieted is. one of those groping hands, I remembered God. with quivering eyelids their services for me in other days. Wait, so he's remembering yeah. by literally like fluttering his eyelids? <laughs> 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 his um, aunt's like, oh my God. His eyes just fully rolled he's back in his head. He's still fucking staring at me and now his <laughs> eyelids are quivering. Um, Did he fall asleep? Is I he had, in REM? <laughs> uh, soon after the tenor began the prize song, I heard a quick drawn breath and turned to my aunt. Her eyes were closed, but the tears were glistening on her cheeks. What and could I she be getting from it? In a in a moment more, they were in my eyes as well. It never really dies then, the soul. What? Wait, so he thought her soul was dead because she was so old and covered in barf? Because she hadn't lived in the She's city. In you just there. wouldn't get it if you like don't live in the city. <laughs> you know, like, like, you start to lose it. You're only truly alive when you're here. That's right. <laughs> She's dead inside. It withers to the outward eye only. Like oh. that strange moss, which can lie on a dusty shelf half a century, and yet, if placed in water, grows green again. You know you what, call you her soul shit? fucking You know moss? what, you little shit? I want you to walk over to a mirror. I want you to describe your fucking self to me, because I want to know. I want to know what you Thank look like. You. Aristocratic at this point. nose. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be honest. I no, don't know why it's asked. Be My aunt wept gently throughout the development and elaboration of the melody. During the intermission before the second half of the concert, I questioned my aunt and found that the prize song was not new to her. Some years ago, before there, had drifted to the farm in Red Willow County a young German, a tramp. (laughs) Hold on. A young German, a tramp cow puncher. (laughs) I, uh... Punching tramp cows, or is he a tramp he's, who punches he, cows? He's, he's a hobo. Also, what's a My cow name puncher? Is, uh, punches cows. <laughs> fist, fist patches. I'm what's a, a tramp? What's a tramp cow puncher? I'm a, I'm a punch. I'm a cow puncher. I'm, and, uh, I'm a dirty is, little guy. He's like a vagrant. But what's a but cow puncher? I don't puncher? know what a cow puncher does. It's when you okay. It's, it's when you want to like rile up the cows that they like the um the uh the the bulls, you want to okay. like rile them okay. up for getting what? like. <laughs> okay. I have the answer, but you keep going. It's okay. like teen creeps again. So, okay. So you're trying to rile them up for like when you hold the. the Get the to collect sheet. the spermies. Oh, I was going to. Uh-huh. They do? No, I was going to say on. when you're at your home and for entertainment, you want the bulls to run it. 
at a clock. Are you trying to describe matadors? <laughs> <laughs> and you run up. Don't you know that matadors, they start it by just punching the cow? <laughs> That's you, how they get the, hold the on, enemy. No, but what you said was when you're at home and you just want to like have a cow run a cloth. <laughs> Which isn't anything. It's artisanal. It's artisanal matadoring. You know, you know, you know it's when, when you are a matador, but like as a hobby at home. <laughs> it's like you get the family together. <laughs> it's like, okay, this was before TV. <laughs> okay, what is the cow puncher? Uh, it is a cowboy. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yep. Man, yeah. cow puncher is way better. As it's a way more yeah. fun. Yeah. So a, tra- a tramp cow puncher who had sung in the chorus at Bayreuth when he was a boy, along with the other peasant boys and girls. That's the Hitler youth. That's what they just this described. This is it. This is it. This of is it. a Sunday morning, he used to sit on his gingham sheeted bed in the hands bedroom, which opened off the kitchen, cleaning the leather of his boots and saddle and singing the prize song while my aunt went about her work in the kitchen. Oh, so he was her hired sex boy for a yes. while. Yeah, yeah, sex boy. Cow puncher indeed. Oh, because she's a big fat Because she's cow. a fucking cow. Because she's a fucking An cow. old fucking toothless cow. <laughs> She had hovered about him until she had prevailed upon him to join the county church, though his sole fitness for this step, so far as I could gather, lay in his boyish face in his possession of this divine melody. Shortly afterward, he had gone to town on the 4th of July, been drunk for several days, (laughs) lost his money at a faro table, (laughs) ridden a saddled Texan steer on a bet, and disappeared with a fractured collarbone. That's a way better story. Yeah, I want to hear this guy's story. And that happened in like a sentence she was like have you heard the word of the lord and he's like boo i gotta go <laughs> break my arms and run away <laughs> meanwhile we got two pages of every color of dress <laughs> that the women were wearing well we have come to better things than the old travator at any rate aunt georgie i queried with well-meant jocularity <laughs> Her lip quivered, and she hastily put her handkerchief up to her mouth. She's like, shut up, you dumb idiot. From behind it, she murdered. And have you been hearing this ever since you left me, Clark? Her question was the gentlest and saddest of approaches. Clark, isn't that? No, we knew that's that's his name. Oh, his? Yeah. I thought it was the uncle. But do you get it? Aunt Georgiana, the astonishing structure of it all. Is this a oh, task so like un- us in our early 20s? Believe it. Totally Brett, Brett, Brett knew us when we were in our 20s. You know what? This is fair, Brett. Mom, you don't understand to talk about this movie we just saw, so you don't know if it's good. <laughs> but do you understand why? Do you understand why okay, it's good? Here's on? why that's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Who could, she said abs- absently. Why should one? The second half True. of the program consisted of four numbers from The Ring. This was followed... The movie The Ring. <laughs> they, like, they, like, did a musical version of The Ring. The musical parody version. Mm-hmm. This was followed by the forest music from Siegfried, and the program closed Android. with Siegfried's funeral march. My aunt wept quietly, but almost continuously. I was perplexed as to what measure of musical comprehension... Why does he fucking over. care if she fucking and gets it? It's over. fucking music. I fucking hate... You know what? If she's crying, she gets it. She's also, having like, an emotional response. <laughs> that means that brains are happening behind her head. Also, all this expository shit about her musical training is like, there's your answer. Yeah, you've answered your own question. 
Okay, let's, where the fuck, I don't like this. Um, <laughs> I was perplexed as to what measure of musical comprehension was left to her, to her who had nothing but the singing of gospel hymns and Methodist services at the square frame schoolhouse on section 13. He's so embarrassing. I was unable to gouge how much of it had been dissolved in soap suds or worked into bread or milked oh into the bottom of the pail. God. This fucking guy, this Shut fucking guy. Shut the fuck up. The deluge of sound poured on and on. I never knew what she found in the shining current of it. She told you. She, she's you stupid asshole. She's literally crying. I never knew how far it bore her or past what happy islands or under what skies. From the trembling of her face, I could well believe that the Siegfried March at least carried her out where the myriad graves are. At least. Out into the gray burying grounds of the sea or into some world of death vaster yet where from the beginning of the world, hope has lain down with hope and dream with dream and renouncing slept. And fucked. Yeah. <laughs> the concert was over. The people filed out of the hall, chattering and laughing, glad to relax and find the living level again. But my kinswoman made no effort to rise. I spoke gently to her. She burst into tears and sobbed pleadingly, I don't want to go, Clark. I don't want to go. Then she has to go back to fucking Clark's house. Yeah, no. She's yeah. like, I don't want to be alone with you. <laughs> you pretentious I, fuck. Like, you think that you are hiding it, but you are so transparent. <laughs> I'm going to stay with my friend Violet. <laughs> I understood. For her, just outside the door of the concert hall, lay the black pond with the cattle-tracked bluffs, the tall, unpainted house we naked as a tower, uh, with weather-curled boards, the crook-backed ash seedlings where the dishcloths hung to dry, the gaunt, molting turkeys, we get picking it. up refuse about the kitchen door. Honestly, we, oh, that's the end. That's the that's end. That's the fucking end. I knew my ugly that's end would have to walk out end? of the concert and into her shitty life. Wait, she the came. End. She came all the way out there. I thought she was gonna live with him. I didn't know that she came out no, there for him to like, pay, like for him to condescend to her at a concert. No, she came for a fucking will reading. Yeah, she oh, was, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and mm. then she's like, oh, and I'll see my nephew. Well, and oh, we've come to this concert and, and he's just like but really what missed. did you like about it but what could you possibly have gotten all you do is clean dishes ancient beast what did you <laughs> like we've all if you can still speak a language <laughs> reach out to me if you can't just try to tell me through your stupid sow's eyes he's that fucking guy who's like i don't believe in small talk i want to talk about religion and like adams <laughs> i want to talk i want to like talk about real like, really shit. it's like talk i nobody wants to talk to you about real shit you yeah. suck so, or like yeah. the guy that's like um uh i think we should just really get to know each other right away what's your relationship like with your mom <laughs> do you believe in god have you read infinite gist <laughs> <laughs> what about a confederacy of dunces i only read pinchon <laughs> mm. do you like thomas pinchon do you like john updike <laughs> uh well well uh well brett uh, brett 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 uh, Fucked us again with yeah. another boring, stupid story. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, I wish this, an animal had died in that. Honestly, spice things up a little. You know what? I at some point in this bore of a story, bore, boo, Brett. It it occurred to me that like she's considered Willa Cather is like considered classic literature. Yes. At this point, like. 
My Antonia, like people are still reading that. Mm. Kids are told to read things of Willa Cather's. You guys, what we could be that. We could easily write We're yeah. just as talented. I know colors. I know ways I know to call people colors. ugly. I know synonyms for colors too. I can open a crayon box. <laughs> And what are the ideas aren't anything new. I, I know have, that if you're old and if you uh, live what seems like a completely pleasant life, yeah. you are completely cultureless. Yeah. You are stupid. Mm-hmm. You are probably very ugly. Mm-hmm. I could talk about that. Yeah. My stupid cousin sucks. She has many <laughs> scarves. They're green, brown, gray, <laughs> auburn. Wow, you're going to be assigned reading in <laughs> school crew. someday. <laughs> yeah, at crew. Green and crimson and something yeah. and golden. <laughs> red and accurate. Wholly unfamiliar with that musical. It's uh, it's not great. Mm. It, there is a song that's just listing some colors. I want to play us out with it, but. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber will I pop up out of the middle of this I table and sue fucking- us. Hate Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck Andrew he's Lloyd an Webber. He's an old country aunt. Fuck all of yeah. He's a stupid train sick cow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we all know what we thought of that story. Yes. My favorite part was the word accrue. Yeah, I really like that part. Cow mm-hmm. puncher. I like learning that tramp was, cow puncher. That was pretty fun. When I got to that, I was like, this is the dirtiest thing I've ever said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> tramp cow puncher. It sounds like a slur. It, it could does. definitely it, be it a sex It might act. well be. Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was um, when he was racist against um, me. Yeah, yeah, that was that fun. Was fun. That was like that I was, was like, fun. oh, I love um, to just like remember that. Yeah, so that was cool. We'll just keep remembering that. Yeah, as like, oh, you look sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually born jaundiced. Oh, same. Oh, oh commonalities. Yay. I was born with broken bones. <gasps> oh, wait, broken what? cheekbone and a broken collarbone. It was the forceps. Oh, the doctor broke my bones. Yeah, doctor, doctor Honeycut. Really? No, really? Yeah. Oh, blast, blast. You shouldn't have gone to a fake doctor. I know. I know. I know. That and was... he kept saying, doctor, doctor, doctor. I'm Dr. Honeycutt. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, you guys, uh, thank you so much for coming on thank and doing this show. Thank you so much for having yeah, thank me. Thank you. Um, do you have anything you would like to plug? Just follow me on Twitter at Jenny Jaffe, and I'm sure I'll put whatever I have to plug right there. Yay. Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to those of you who have left us lovely reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you have not done that, please do it. It's the thing that helps a baby podcast the most. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell an acquaintance. Um, Tell an aunt you hate. Yeah. 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 yeah, like comment on her appearance and, and, and make her listen to it while you're sitting. What with are you her. getting out and, of this and, podcast? Yes, and you asking ugly her. Slut. Yeah, <laughs> you ugly yeah. Slut. Uh, so do that. So do that. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you guys you. so much for listening. Yep, keep it lit. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.